1: It is 105 on Wall Street. That means it is time now for the Market Drivers Report with Dave Wilson, specifically with a focus on American depository receipts. Dave? Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, ADRs are falling more than U.S. shares today. You have the S&P ADR index down 7 tenths of a percent, while the S&P 500 has only lost 2 tenths of a percent. Volkswagen's down 1.3% in U.S. trading. The German automaker agreed to refrain from forced job cuts until 2025 as part of a deal with labor unions. VW plans to reduce its workforce by 5% as part of an effort to save $3.9 billion. And UK jet engine maker Rolls-Royce Holdings is down 6.6%. Emirates Airlines said engines ordered from the company under a $6.1 billion contract suffer from performance issues. The power plants are supposed to go into Airbus jets that start arriving next month. Mobile phone company China Unicom is up 3.3%. October results showed more than half a million wireless customers were added last month. And net additions for their fourth generation, or 4G, network exceeded 5 million. And that, and Switzerland's ST Microelectronics is up 1.6%. Chief Executive Carlo Batozzi said the chipmaker sees a unique opportunity as cars and factories add digital technology. Batozzi spoke at an investor conference, Charlie. All right. Thank you very much, Dave. Will- And again, recapping, we do have stocks moving lower, slipping from near records. We've got the S&P down four, a drop there of two-tenths of one percent. Gold down 10.30 the ounce, a drop of nine-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thanks, Charlie. Bloomberg Law is brought to you by... New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing in vital research from traumatic brain injury to cybersecurity to smart materials and smart cities. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. June?
2: Thanks, Greg. Some questions have been answered in the scandals over Valiant Pharmaceuticals over the last year. Answered in FBI arrests of two former pharma executives in a multi-million dollar fraud and kickback scheme. Federal prosecutors have charged Gary Tanner, an ex-Valiant executive, and Andy Davenport, an executive of mail order pharmacy Philidor, with conspiring to convert Valiant's money into their own personal nest egg of $40 million. At a press conference, Manhattan U.S. Attorney Attorney Preet Bharara said investigators uncovered emails in which the two pictured themselves as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid riding off into the sunset.
1: They will not be riding out uh, into the sunset to live in luxury off the spoils of their fraudulent scheme. Rather, Tanner and Davenport will now face federal wire fraud and money laundering charges.
2: In a statement, Valiant said the company, its current executives, and its former CEO and CFO have not been charged at this time. barrara says the investigation is continuing. Our guests are Elizabeth Crudohalo, Senior BI Analyst for Specialty Pharmaceuticals, and Donnie Bloomfield, Bloomberg Biotech Reporter. Elizabeth, prosecutors have been investigating this scheme for more than a year, and it is a little complicated. Will you explain what allegedly happened?
3: Yeah, so what we learned yesterday, this is the first time we've really seen official documents. We know that Tanner, part of Valiant, conspired with Davenport to create Philidor. And it's also that other Valiant employees were implicated in this process of creating Philidor. So that, we need to figure out who those others really are. That's not entirely clear from these documents that we got yesterday. So they create Philidor, and then Tanner then works with Davenport to push valiant's products through this mail order pharmacy philidor and they conspired to get valiant to only use philidor they claimed that there were other rivals that were eventually going to compete and convinced valiant to outright buy philidor it's quite complicated but the option to buy valiant for zero or buy philidor for zero dollars which is in essence owning them and then davenport got 40 million dollars and kicked back 10 of that to Tanner. So that's sort of what we learned yesterday in these documents.
1: We're going to have to keep saying this, but this, of course, is all just alleged in the complaint. Uh, Donnie, as I understand this, the company is sort of being made in these charges out to be the victim of the, the alleged conduct by Tanner and Davenport. Is that how you understand it?
4: Yeah, I think that's right in these charges, but we need to think about this in the broader scheme of things. Of course, uh, Valiant initially was looking really bad in terms of the markets yesterday, uh, but eventually closed slightly up because of, I think, they interpreted things along the lines that you and I did. But of course, as we know, the investigation is ongoing. Uh, The former CEO, Mike Pearson, and former CFO, Howard Schiller, were in charge, uh, but Charges could still be coming. We don't quite know yet. I think the point is that Valiant is certainly not clearly out of the woods yet. Even though they were the victim here, I think there are a number of unanswered questions, including why was it so easy to defraud them in this particular way, allegedly. And so we're just going to have to see what unspools out of this investigation, which could bring uh, bring the company under under question in other ways
2: and uh, Preperara was pressed during the press conference about whether or not there were more allegations and more uh, arrests coming and he said the investigation is continuing that means it's continuing if we had any more people to arrest right now we would but uh, there were also um other things that were alleged, but Liz, let's go to what's happening with the company now. This The impact on the company, there was a report today that uh, some are said to consider buying some eye surgery assets of Valiant. How is this affecting the company?
3: Yeah, so right now they are in this period where they need to return to growth. Since they've lost Philidor, their prescription volumes are severely down. They struck a deal with Walgreens to sell some of their products, which people had seen as potential upside, but they were actually pushing those products out the door at a negative price so they were losing money just to get the volumes up and then we saw that the volumes actually started to decline in the third quarter so they're facing a number of issues in terms of getting their franchises up and running to the speed that they were under philidor and so what we know is they have 30 billion dollars in debt so they need a way to pay this off their products aren't performing well so what can they do divest, right? They have a ton of assets they've collected over the years through this string of M&A. And they've gone back and forth on what they might do. So they've said non-core assets would be the primary on the chopping block. Now they said maybe they would consider some core assets. So one would be that surgical eye unit that we're looking at. That was also implicated as part of uh, potential antitrust as part of the DOJ investigation on the deal. So this might be something that they have to get rid of. There are other Bausch and Lomb assets they can consider. And there's also Zafaxa, which is one of their lead products from the salix transaction so they really need a way to pay down debt and without the growth they're going to have to divest something
1: donnie let's go back to the criminal case for a second what what are the the lawyers for the two men saying what do we have a sense of what kind of legal defense they might mount
4: I don't think they've really spelled out exactly how they're going to uh, defend them, but lawyers for uh, both, um, you know, both of the the men charged here uh, denied, denied the charges. Uh, Tanner's lawyer said that uh, he had been working for Valiant. This is a Valiant employee who was alleged to have uh, worked with Davenport to boost Philidor, and uh, he was – uh, the, the, the lawyer suggested, uh, that he was, uh, doing his job exceptionally well, um, and that, uh, you know, the Philidor, uh, work that he did was just part of that kind of standard work that he was doing in Valiant's best interest. And, uh, the lawyer for Davenport said that his client built a, quote, best in class pharmacy. So, uh, also defending, uh, him along those lines.
2: Liz, in the papers, does it, Explain the relationship that Davenport had with management.
3: Yeah, so what we know is that Tanner was part of Medicis, which is another company that Valiant had acquired. And they brought him in to handle their access management. And in the documents, it indicates that he had a close relationship with upper management. So I think that's, to me, one of the concerns. Because right now, this is almost a scapegoating issue. It's limited to people who no longer are employed by Valiant. But if we can, you know, in any way find that senior management was aware of it, then things
2: become more serious. And we know that in these investigations, there are often deals made. but. So far, nobody has been named as having had a, made a deal with the prosecutors, uh, according to Preet Bharara and according to what we've seen. I want to thank you both for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Elizabeth Crudahalo, Senior BI Analyst for Specialty Pharmaceuticals, and Donnie Bloomfield, Bloomberg Biotech Reporter. Coming up on Bloomberg Law is President-elect Donald Trump getting ready to settle lawsuits accusing the Trump University, which is now defunct, of ripping off thousands of students with bogus real estate seminars. I'm June Grosso with Greg Store. This is Bloomberg.